Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. How excited are you for the draft? You got the third pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. And now it's on your shoulders. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I- I'm very excited. I'm very excited. What I will say is this. We're going to draft the best player for a position that is very important. You put the pieces together. (laughs) Gerard Mayo with Steve Burton. He just told you he's taking a tackle. So I taking a tackle. I hope you're joking. I hope that's not your actual interpretation of that. Very important position. No, it's not. It's lacking on your team right now. You don't have one under contract. Maybe you can find one. So find one in the draft, Joe Alt, Notre Dame. Let's go. If you think I'm out on the Patriots right now, if they're taking a, a tackle at three, I will be so out. So you are you I can't tell. Are you joking? Or are you being serious? Do you think he was what do you think he was saying there? I'm joking. Will you relax? Well, well I'm just asking you. What do Obviously you, I want them to take a quarterback. Not, I've been saying it for months. What do you think he was saying? I think he was saying that they're gonna take a quarterback. Okay. Arkan? I thought that was 100% quarterback. Okay, so I've I seen this. That's 100% what he was I've saying. seen this on social media, which is why I ask. People are like, well, wide receiver is important, and tackle is important, and corner and edge rusher are important. Maybe he meant those. No, no, he didn't. So maybe, and I'll, I'll buy this, maybe he's joking around. That's what Gerard Mayo looks like when he's joking around, by the way. Not, well, I needed a break from Bill. No sell. He sold the joke. So he, you have to laugh at your laugh at your own joke after. I mean, you at least have to crack a smile and not look dead serious. You don't have to laugh, but you at least need to crack a smile. That's what Gerard Mayo potentially joking around sounds like. So, so he, so he should have been like, "I needed a break from Bill." I mean, if he was joking, <laughs> if he was joking, yes, he laughed plenty during that press conference yesterday. It's weird that he wouldn't laugh during his joke. And so, to me, I think he absolutely meant quarterback. Maybe he's joking around. Maybe he's playing a media game. If you believe that, fine. I don't believe it. But that's acceptable. But don't tell me, well, tackle's really important. Or it wide receiver. Really wide receiver is really important. It is also really important. Okay, but you know that's not what he meant. Or at least no, you don't think that's what he he's meant. Talking about, he's talking about quarterback. Okay, why? Because it's the most important. And they really need it. Yeah. And so, good. I've seen a lot of people, oh, don't lock yourself in on a quarterback at three. Why not? Why not? Why don't you lock? Now, if, you're, if you don't have conviction and you don't believe in the prospect, you shouldn't draft them. You should never draft a prospect you don't believe in. But... If you like Jaden Daniels and you think he should go 10, but you're picking at three, take him at three. Uh, If you can trade back and still get him, great. That's the best of all worlds. But, like, if you like him and you think you're taking him a little early, well, reach and take him early. Don't do what you did with Mac Jones, which is you don't really love him and reach. If you like him and you have conviction, take him a little early, especially if it's a quarterback. So I'm, I'm encouraged by that from Gerard Mayo. Now... Is that what Mayo wants to do? 
Is that what Jonathan Kraft wants to do? Is that what Robert Kraft wants to do? Robin Glazer, Matt Groh, Elliot Wolf. Like, I have no idea if that's his own thought, what he wants, or what somebody's telling him, and he just knows that's what they're going to do. But I'm encouraged by that. They should be taking a quarterback at three. So I think a lot of the scouting work is done. There, uh, we talked to Tom Curran weeks ago, and he said a lot of this scouting work is going to roll over no matter who is at the head of the front office. It's Patriots property. It's the scouting work. But at the same time, like, it's not to me that I'm worried that they're going to take a quarterback with that pick. It's about the evaluation of the quarterbacks. Because obviously, it's really easy to get wrong when you're picking that high with the quarterbacks. And the idea that we just don't know who's running personnel, who's going to have the final say, which is really the most important to me when you start getting into this silly season of guys rising and falling and this guy interviews remarkably well and this guy has small hands and this guy's vertical jump, he won't even do it, and this guy's picking up trash around the facility, isn't he a saint? Like, who's going to have the final say? That's that's the bigger thing to me. I hear Gerard Mayo saying, yeah, we're focused on taking a quarterback. That's how I hear it. I agree with you on that, but I'm like, I got no freaking clue, to be honest. Okay, take a I guess. Got no fr- I don't think it's Jonathan Kraft, and I don't think it's Robin Glazer. I do. I me, don't. Me too. Uh, for that quarterback pick, I don't think they're going to be meddling in you know yeah. who they pick in the second and third and fourth round. But for that, Thank you. you think that they're going to? You think they're going to say they're going to say you know what? We don't really feel strong enough about Jaden Daniels. We're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. with that pick, and we're going to lead on Bo Nix or somebody else. No, who's I don't know later. what they're going to say, but they're going to say it. That's it's what the, I think. It's is the, I, think I don't. I don't like that operation. No, well, no one likes it. But I'm just telling you, that's what I think is. If I have to guess, no one knows, right? You don't know. We don't know who's calling know. the shots. We don't know. So don't we're know. guess. We're guessing. And my guess is exactly what Arkan said. Jonathan Kraft reads the mock drafts and he goes, Jaden Daniels is going at three. We should take him because we need a quarterback. And by the way, I agree with that. I agree with that logic. I don't know that Jonathan should be the one making the calls or Robert or Robin Glazer or whomever, but I I think that's how it's going to go down because it's a power vacuum. And who's filling that void? I don't think it's Mayo. I don't think it's Elliot Wolf or Matt Groh. So my guess is it's top down. And when it comes to quarterback, I think a lot of owners in that what sport if do it. Daniels is there and your scouting doesn't like him? Like, what if your scouting has more negative on him than positive? Then they shouldn't take him. But I don't. I, but I don't know that the crafts won't come in and overrule it. I don't know that. I see. This is how I think you end up with a screwy quarterback. Yeah, you might. I mean, I'm, I'm not. T- it's not a good because way to run the operation. Because there's too much in transition and in flux. So who's, these are these are two the different head things. Of the snake. I'm saying you have to be sold on Jaden Daniels. If you're sold, you should take him at three. If you're not, you definitely shouldn't. And guess what? If you like Drake, if I'm sorry, if you hate Drake May, you hate Drake, the whole league likes Drake May, but you don't love him and he falls to you at three, you shouldn't take him. If you don't have conviction, Caleb Williams, right? But how can you have conviction when you don't even have the decision maker? Well, because I'm telling you who the decision maker is. I think I, do, I think you're wrong on that. Okay, well, we'll see. Why why haven't they hired somebody then? The only thing that's really leading to that, and, and we'll why, ask Tom Kern about this. Why in, haven't they hired somebody in a half hour? I think it's they're dragging their feet. But the only the okay. Only well, somebody needs to make the call in the pointing meantime. Pointing at Jonathan Kraft is a line in the Seth Wickersham piece, which I loved. I love the Seth Wickersham piece. Don't get me wrong; I like his reporting. But the line was that there was a rumor around Foxborough mm-hmm. that Jonathan Kraft and Robin Glazer wanted to head up uh, the football operations. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. That's well, the only no, thing it's not the only thing. It. It's because well, ol- he wasn't there yesterday. Well, that there's also just no one in charge, so someone has to fill that void. There's power vacuum. Yeah. So There's who's going to fill it? They're probably not going to hire anybody. Who's going to fill it? Probably the boss. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you think it's going to work? The boss is going to have more responsibility or they're going to give it to, like, Gerard Mayo, who just barely got on the job. So, like, 
the void is a big reason why I think it'll be that. I think you're just making an assumption, though, based on one line that was a rumor in a Seth Wickersham piece. Yeah, and the void. And the actions of the yeah. ownership. Yeah, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, the guy who was in charge is gone. new role and everything. I mean, like, there's a lot of dots to connect here. The guy who was in charge is gone. Yeah, the guy, I agree. So who's, who? Do you, so I'll ask you again. If you don't think it's Jonathan, who do you think has the final call? I think it'll be some weird amalgamation of Elliot and my friend Elliot <laughs> and uh, Macro. Okay, but what if they disagree? What if Macro? What if Macro likes Daniels and Elliot me, Wolf me, likes Marvin Harrison Jr.? Who breaks that this. tie? Let me ask you this: Do you yeah. think it's possible that some of the inaction this week is based on waiting to see if Bill is taking these guys with him? And so they can't no. announce someone because Bill is going to take them with him, whether oh, it's offensive coordinator maybe. or Matt Groh maybe they're waiting or on the somebody else. Maybe they're waiting on the announcement, sure, but they know. They know what Bill's doing. You Bill, think that they know who yes. Bill is taking? Yes. I don't think they do. I think they do. I think Bill knows who he's taking. I think they know who he's taking. And I, I also think, think that even if they take see. everybody, that they're not going to hire some outside person to be the GM. I just don't think that's going to happen. Me neither. So if they do, I'll be wrong. I'll, I'll tell you I'm wrong. I just said earlier in the show I was I wrong. I will not admit that. I thought just I, got a text. <laughs> Robin will have absolutely no say. On who they pick. Okay. Text from who? Not yeah. saying. Text from who? Not saying. I'm letting you know I got a text. Okay. Well, I got a text too. What and does it say? And it, what says does it say? She, and it says she will. Really? Yes. You didn't even unlock your I phone I did. It was, right, it. it was right there. Oh. I, got, I got a text too. I got a text too and it, it says you guys both smell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, fine. Robin Glazer gets a promotion. And there is a line in the Wickersham story that the rumor around Foxborough is her and Jonathan are going to take over football ops. But nothing to see here. Okay. 617-779-7937. If they are going to uh, uh, pick at number three and have a decision between quarterback and wide receiver, Phil Perry, which way should they lean in that spot? The draft is a game. It's a game of chance. If you don't take the chance on the quarterback, you'll never hit. Let's look back to the 2021 draft, okay? Top 10 picks like Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn and Jalen Waddell. Those are good players. Are their teams any closer to a Super Bowl because they drafted those guys? No, it's because they don't have a what? A quarterback. quarterback. You have to do whatever you can <laughs> to find the quarterback to make yourself a great team. You can draft every, you can hit on every top 10 pick for a decade. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning anything. So you take the chance, you roll the dice, and yes, you might fail, but it's worth the risk. Okay, so I agree with that. Totally agree. And if you don't, uh, you can dial us up. 617-779-7937. Trini was late. She was a, a touch late there. We're going to talk to... It's like quarterback. No, it's because they don't have a what? A quarterback. quarterback. You have... <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is what we're saying. Tackle, I mean quarterback. <laughs> Love you, Trini. Why does it... I mean quarterback. Uh, so we're going to talk to Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston, about 15 minutes from now for his weekly appearance. Uh, he says that... Jonathan Kraft doesn't want to run football ops. We'll see what he says about Robin Glazer. I have a feeling I know. Uh, but we have an actual real-life coach on the line. Ooh. Coach in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Coach. Hey, great show, um, Jones and Mego and Christian. Um, in, the spirit of, in the spirit of me having way too much time on my hands these days after coaching for a long time, last night I spent 30 minutes on each uh, of the college top three quarterbacks, obviously Williams, May, and Daniels. Film? This is what I came away Hang with. Hang on, breaking, breaking down film, never, Coach? I, I was. I have never, never in my life, in my 55 years of watching, seen a better quarterback run the football in the open field with vision, speed, moves. Uh, I love Daniels. Now, watching all three of them throw, I really couldn't – 
um, give one an advantage. I just saw upside in Daniels that was literally off the charts, and I would say he might be the second best athlete behind Harrison in the entire draft. And one last point. Yes, Coach. You know, what the issue, the issue needs to be separated between whether we really wanted Mayo or whether Belichick uh, should be gone or not. In my opinion, Bill is gone because dating back to even Brady's last year, for five years, the Patriots cannot score points, cannot score points. He has been disinterested yeah, so coach, in improving the offense. Coach, I agree with all that, and thank you for the phone call. And, you know, if you have any more scouting tips, please let us know. Welcome anytime. Email them. I want to see these reports. You just heard it. I know. I want the full film breakdown on all three. Oh, I see. Well, Coach, you're welcome back anytime. 617-779-7937. It's not just about the offense. Their offense has stunk, to his point. He's gone because he won four games. That's why he's gone. If Bill won eight games, he'd probably be back. And I would have disagreed with it, and I would have been kicking and screaming and pounding the table and punching computer screens. But that's why he's gone. And they said, all right, now's the time. Never mind all the backroom dealings, and how uncomfortable it was with Belichick and Mayo, which I think Mayo is making very clear in the last 24 hours. Uh, but you know who will know more about that? Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. He joins us each and every Thursday at 3.30. Uh, stay on the phone, 617-779-7937. We'll get to you, and we'll check in with Tom right after trending with Arkin. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI. Drake May is somebody whose game I think would have a lot of similarities to someone you like right now. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. Little bit of an elongated release, but a really good athlete, can throw off platform, has these flashes of brilliance when it comes to downfield accuracy and fitting it into tight windows over the middle but has been inconsistent. His last two games as a collegian might have been his worst two games of the season. And so that would scare me a little bit, especially considering the competition. He's not like, for instance, Jaden Daniels, Mike, who's coming from the SEC, who just had one of the best seasons in college football history, statistically, against good competition. He also might run a 4-4. I don't think he's going to run at the combine because quarterbacks don't generally do that. Freaky athlete, accurate deep down the field, and takes care of the football, something Caleb Williams doesn't do all that well. In terms of pro comps, it's really hard. Can I say Lamar Jackson without getting skewered? I don't think he's as fast or as explosive as Lamar, but that's the style quarterback you're talking about. All right, so Phil Perry and our last caller, Coach, up in New Hampshire, agree. 
Phil's all over Jaden Daniels. He said last week, we played it for you, maybe early in the week. Right now, he might take Jaden Daniels number one over Drake May and Caleb Williams. And speaking of Caleb Williams, his college head coach at USC is expected to interview for the Bears' offensive coordinator job. We've mentioned this in passing a couple of different times, but I think it applies to the Patriots and what they're going to do at three and whether or not they should take a quarterback. And we've been discussing that here on Jones and Mega with Arcan, along with Bill and his second interview in Atlanta. We'll talk to Tommy Curran about all of it when he joins us at 3.30. Get the latest on where Bill's going. Sounds like the Falcons. Gerard Mayo, Jonathan Kraft, and Robin Glazer, their roles in running football ops, what the Pats should do at three. If Cliff Kingsbury goes to the Bears, number one, does that tell you they're taking Caleb Williams? And number two, what do the Bears do with Justin Fields? Doesn't tell me that they're taking uh, that they're taking Caleb Williams. I think that they're taking Caleb Williams because he'll be there, and it's a shot at a generational talent. Do you think they're bringing in? They're already are locked in on Williams, and they're bringing in Kingsbury to work with him. Uh, possibly. Yes. I also just think that Cliff Kingsbury remains a desirable offensive coordinator for most teams in the league. You know, I, I, I is think he that, interviewing anywhere else? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. But is he interviewing anywhere else? I don't know. But I, but I would think, like, if, if he was able to, if, if you heard that he was interviewing in New England, how would you feel? I mean, not great. I didn't, really? love, his, I didn't love his job at Arizona. Did you? It was a head coaching job. Yeah, right. What, has I he think been it's a, a different job. Uh, has he been a coordinator since Texas Tech anywhere? I don't, I don't even know. Like, he was an offensive coordinator, I, be, I think, for Mike uh, Leach. Who, okay, but let me put it this way. Who would you rather have, Bill O'Brien or Cliff Kingsbury oh, as I'd, offensive I'd, coordinator? That, that one I would probably okay, say Cliff so Kingsbury. It's, a, it's at least desirable. I think he's desirable as a coordinator. Okay. I think it tells you something about Caleb Williams. Now, you bring up a good point. Is it they're locked in on Caleb Williams, so they're bringing in someone to work with him? Or are they bringing in Cliff Kingsbury, and he's like, "Where we, this is who we're going with? Do you with? think they're really going to trade out of that spot because they're that in on fields? No, I'm telling I you. Don't I don't either. This is an indication they're taking Williams. And they might have been taking him anyway, and now they're just bringing in Kingsbury alongside. So what do they do with Justin Fields? Arkan, you're big on Marvin Harrison Jr. at three. Yeah. Are you okay with Harrison and Fields? Yes, absolutely. Would you prefer Harrison and then a quarterback in the second round, late first round, or would you prefer Fields? I'd prefer that. I prefer the thing you just said because that way you wouldn't have to give it up to get Fields. And I like Fields, and I think he'd be an an upgrade – but I also think you're going to have to pay him. Like, it's the last year of his rookie contract. He's going to have to, you know, get a big payday, and I'm not sure that I'd want to commit to him long term. So if it was up to me, I'd probably go with one of the quarterbacks who you get cheap for five years rather than one year of fields and then having to pay him. But I wouldn't think that that's the worst thing in the world. Like, I'd be okay with that outcome because I like fields. Yeah. I just think that you're probably better off finding someone maybe better than him because I don't. he was a little shaky this year, Fields was. Would you I just o- don't really like Fields. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So, so, no. you, so you wouldn't be okay with no, Harrison and Fields? I wouldn't. I could be talked into that. My, my preference would be Daniels, but I could be talked into Harrison and Fields. I don't know that I can be talked into Harrison and McCarthy, Harrison and Nix, Harrison and Penix I could be. But I, I think I could talk myself into Harrison and Fields. Not my number one choice, but I would be okay, emphasis on okay with that. You know what's stupid that I'm starting to come to the side of the street on? <laughs> what's that? It's like a stupid take that you had a year ago. Oh, but I was and, right about weird. Right. Honestly, this is like all my, t- you should just learn this now, Mego. In real time, people are like, boy, that's dumb. And then a year later, you're like, oh, Jones actually knew what he was talking about. But go ahead. Yep. You are wrong a lot. No, I don't, I don't ever remember one time. Uh, what? What's the take? You're though? wrong right now no. about whether or not you're wrong. I disagree. What's the okay. take? Um, I think it, with a quarterback, I'm starting to feel like you just know pretty quickly. And so for that reason, I'm out on fields. Like you, you pretty much know within the first two years 
whether they're the guy or whether they're just going to be somebody who's having different stops around the league. I just, I'm especially with the experiment of watching CJ Shroud, it's very ungenerous and I feel bad because I would like quarterbacks to be able to have more development in the league and that we could see more cases of a Josh Allen type than anybody else or even a Tua type. I just don't, I don't think that's how it goes most of the time. I think yeah. you kind of know. My, uh, and so I don't I don't really want much to do with Justin Fields at this point. So that's fair. My, my Justin Fields love really was against Mac. It's like, who do you like? Fields or Mac? Fields. But it, it, is Fields like a franchise quarterback? I'd agree with Mego on this. If he were, we would know by now. That's the way to say it. You know if you have a franchise quarterback yeah, or not. Like, Otherwise, it's it's a guy who can maybe play. Maybe he can play sometimes. Could maybe you win nine or ten games and win a wild card game with Fields? Maybe. Are you winning a Super Bowl with Fields? No. And again, where does where does Baker fit in that? Same. You think he's he's closer? Yeah, to like the Baker. Than Baker else. right now winning last week against Philly is pretty much at his ceiling. I mean, they're very different style quarterbacks, but no. But, but you know similar. what I'm saying? Where it's like, hey, Baker. You know, he did get to the playoffs with Cleveland, but then they shot him out of town, and yeah. he was drifting. I always I'd forget. love he was to be back drift. winning wild card games again. No, 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 okay, but Arkham. But I'm saying, no, no. I'll take it over what they're in. He's, about, like, he's better than expectations Mac. from your quarterback. Yeah, class. right. But but I would like to aim higher than. 10 wins and a wild card round. That's all. I, I would I would like to be aiming for a Super Bowl, and you have a chance to get a franchise quarterback. I don't think Fields is that. And I like him, but I don't think he's that. Oliver is an Alston. Go ahead, Oliver. Hey, guys. Um, love the show. I uh, just wanted to give a quick idea on draft position. Now we talked about it a little bit, but I think we might be hitting on the offensive line. I'm not sure if you've been following the Belichick to Atlanta stuff, but I think there might be a package deal with one of our starting offensive linemen, um, specifically the center and the connection there to Georgia. Just wanted to kind of hear your thoughts because I'm hearing some things that he might be headed uh, alongside his coach up to Atlanta. So, okay, so, so Oliver, so he's got some intel that David, is David Andrews a free agent? I guess I should know this. I, I know we played the clip of him at the end of the year where he's like, I think I still got some good years left in me or something like that. I forget. So... Could Bill take David Andrews with him to Atlanta? Sure. I mean, I like David Andrews. I think he's professional. I think he's pretty good. One more year left? Yeah. Okay. He's not a free agent. Okay. Maybe the maybe maybe he already knows that the Patriots aren't going to retain him at that salary or whatever. I mean, I have no idea. Maybe they'll cut him. So if they lost David Andrews, I I like him. I think he's a professional. I think he's pretty good. But if that's Bill's plan in Atlanta, I don't think it's... I think it's a great one. That sounds like Bill to me, I guess would be my answer. He's like, out of everybody I'm taking from this, <laughs> right. I'm taking David Andrews. Again, I like David Andrews. He's I do player. too. And Look, I thought his uh, his last that would be so classic Bill, after though. the game was like, made me very emotional. That would be so classic Bill. It's like you need a quarterback and he's already like lining up his center. Like that would be very, very, very classic Bill. Uh, 617-779-7937. Tim's in Hanover. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, actually, Tim, let me pop you back on hold. We are joined now on the Harbor One Hotline, as we are each and every Thursday. Hang out on the phones by Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Uh, you heard him yesterday, peppering Gerard Mayo and Robert Kraft with questions at the introductory press conference. He is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Tommy Curran, how are we doing? It's been a busy week plus for you. Very busy week, very busy month, a lot going on. So you have reported that, and I... I am nervous that Jonathan Kraft, Robin Glazer, uh, the front office, or uh, excuse me, beyond the front office, ownership wants to fill the power void uh, where Bill Belichick no longer exists. Uh, you've reported the opposite. Why Why do you feel that way? Why? What are you hearing on Jonathan Kraft and his role in football ops? And why the dragging their feet with hiring a GM if they're not going to fill that void? Well, I think they have to start with the, the latter 
part first. They have to <clears throat> engage a search and interview people. So you can't really hire until you've kicked the tires on the people that you want to bring in or stand pat with what you have. They just don't have any desire to be the ones on who the burden of trying to scout, select, direct the football operations should fall, nor do they want it to fall there. So I think their role, you know, and Gerard alluded to this on Wednesday, they will have a role, it seems, in helping him get candidates to interview. So that's a role, certainly. You can't say that they're completely hands-off if that's the case. So there would be a role for them in that. But, you know, I guess what's the extent of it? Is and I pose this question to Robert Kraft. If you're sitting there at three and you want Jaden Daniels and they want to trade down, are you going to overrule that? And he point blank answered that we hire people, empower them, and if the results aren't good enough, we make a change. And I think that's always the way it's been. I think that there's a perception that they bigfoot decisions that has been said over the years, beginning with Tabucky Jones in 1998 extending through the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation right now through Mac Jones, et cetera. I think they let their preferences in, at times be known, certainly with Tom Brady and let's not trade him, Bill. But they're not making final decisions. My question is when you, when you say they want to trade down, are, are we talking about a combination to what you know right now or what you've heard right now, a combination a- of Mac Rowe and – Elliot, like, I, I, I guess I'm not even clear on who's going to be in the room on draft night at this point. Right. And that's, to me, when he speaks about looking outside the organization, nobody's clear on it, and they're not either. And I think that they kind of alluded to that. We're, we are not against going outside the organization to look at candidates as well. So they don't know who's going to have the final say at this juncture. But again, it's January 17th or 18th, and they are saying that they're embarking on a search. If they land on the same people, is Matt Groh even still here? Does Matt Groh go wherever Bill Belichick lands? So it is TBD. There's a, there's a ton TBD, and we got very little cleared up football-wise on Wednesday, no doubt. Gerard Mayo uh, yesterday, I believe, with Reese was saying that uh, the the third overall pick is going to be a pick that they make at a position that they really need, and it sort of seemed like it was almost an open secret. Is that some kind of open secret we're not privy to, Tom? And if so, who are they picking? (laughs) I'm not privy to it either. I don't know if he is. I mean, I think it was to Steve Burton, Burton, at least the one that I saw. He was saying we're going to take somebody at a very, very important position. So... Is that some radical transparency that Gerard has talked about in the past that he likes to engage in? And if it is, is that strategically prudent? I don't know. And I don't know who the pick is going to be at this juncture either. I don't know if he was just being glib or, you know, he knows who he's going to select. But he certainly, I mean, when we look at the landscape, I understand the question, but they don't even know who the GM is right now. They don't know who the decision makers are. If he's giving a a glib off-the-cuff answer – to something. I don't know if you hold them to it necessarily until maybe a little later. What's the role of Robin Glazer? I know I know Phil Perry has reported on this and, and discussed it on the Patriots Talk podcast, but for, for those who, who may not know, 
what is the role and how involved will it be in you know day-to-day football personnel? I think she'd have zero to do with personnel in terms of like looking at players and saying this guy can't play. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, she has a similar title to Matt Patricia. So is that is that not is she not going to be as involved as Matt Patricia because the title seems to match? It. Would, one would think that she would not be. I mean, I saw an interview, a quote from her, in which she said, "If I could watch Project Runway or a football game, I would have chosen Project Runway." And that was some time back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she changed on that. Yeah, I think that was so when it was purely think... Heidi Klum. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that she's in any way going to be involved in football decisions. There are, she has done legal stuff in the past. She's done contracts. She helps um, with things like the social justice initiative and how the money is dispersed. So to me, that's until we know, we don't know. But my inclination would be Robin Glazer will have zero to do with selecting players or advising on football matters. So you haven't heard the, the the rumor, if you will, that Wickersham wrote about, uh, you know, that they're off to the side. Uh, they're asking why Bill is making certain decisions. Uh, the inference there is no, that I read it in the article. No, but I'm I saying, mean, but I, re- I read it in the article. I understand, but you haven't you haven't heard what what Wickersham heard that they're they're going to split football ops, Kraft and, and Glazer. No, I didn't hear that rumor. And the phrasing of the rumor in Wickersham's story, I can't remember exactly what it was but it was phrased as a rumor within the building. Word leaked around the office. People. Right, right. So word leaked around the office. I mean, it. I don't know if I would plant my flag on Robin Glazer and Jonathan Kraft being in charge of scouting and selecting players or big-footing the operation based upon that reporting. So, Tom, I'm wondering, just, just because your colleague, Phil Perry, uh, was the one who... I wouldn't even say like broke this story yesterday, but he was the first one who had it out there that her title changed. Do you, can you share a reason why there seemed to be, there was a title change that was brought to light right after the press conference happened? If it, if it sounds like she's doing mostly what she's been doing. Yeah, I think she was, I know she was at the press conference and I think that she and Phil were talking and she mentioned that she had had a title change. So Phil reported it. So, I mean, when you put, though, assistant to the head coach, one million percent, it's going to set off alarms, especially given the narrative around the crafts and the notion that they have been in the past meddling owners and pushed away from the table when Bill Belichick came. And then clearly the landscape now is the crafts wanted Bill Belichick removed from the operation, plucked out basically by his lapels, and into the void, what happens? So when you see assistant to the head coach and Robin Glazer's name next to it, it is absolutely reasonable to say, well, what in God's name is she doing there? And if she does not have a football background, I don't blame anyone for having questions about it. From everything I've gathered, including what Robert Kraft said yesterday, including conversations I've had with ownership over the years, they don't want any part of making decisions on players. They pay those people a crap ton of money, and those people put a crap ton of time into it. Now, are we going to find out in our reporting and observing the team that these decisions are being made? If we do, we'll let you know, no doubt. But I don't think that that is their inclination. I just base it on what they're saying in public and in private. So I guarantee if that's the case, I'd be wide-eyed, but I don't think the story's going away anytime soon. 
Tom, are you surprised by the relative smallness of the Bill Belichick market right now? And how do you think the uh, Belichick to Atlanta uh, regime is going to go if he ends up going there? I initially thought that it would be difficult for him to find a lot of owners who would be beating down his door. I mean, if you look at the six different locations that had opportunities, Chargers, Raiders, Commanders, um, possibly the Cowboys, the Eagles, Patriots lost to each of them. And I'm, I'm missing somebody else in there, too. But they lost to all those teams. They lost 38-3 to to Dallas. So I looked and said, it's a 73-year-old coach who doesn't draft well, who costs a lot of money, and is going to come in and have a culture that a lot of players are not accustomed to. How big will his market be? Now, since then, I think we all presumed it would be larger than it has really materialized. Is that because Atlanta is seen as a front runner? Or, and people are backing off, or is it because people aren't interested in, in Bill as a head coach? We may never know the real truth to that, but I, I always wondered how hot the market would be for Bill as a head coach because of his recent history with draft and free agency and because of the cost and the fact you have to give him the keys. I'm curious about something you said earlier in the week, and just one more before we let you go, or maybe it was even late last week. You floated the idea that maybe Bill could do a year on TV. Um is that is that something that's making the rounds? Is that is that just you spitballing? Like I was just curious. Do you think that's a realistic option that's in play for Bill? That was me spitballing. I haven't seen any of the rounds. I usually pass on the rounds, but uh, <laughs> that to me makes a lot of sense. He doesn't like it in Atlanta, but the Atlanta situation actually that Christian asked about it's it's actually pretty good because they're picking eight. They were seven and ten. Five of those games were by five points or less, the losses. You have a tight end in Pitts. You have a dual-threat running back who's excellent, Robinson. You have um, another complementary running back. you got a wide receiver in London. You have a high-level offensive lineman in Lindstrom. So, and you have a ton of opportunity to shave cap space by releasing guys like Jonu or Tyler, Taylor Heineke. So it is a good fit. In many ways, while it's not the most, you know, cosmopolitan place for him to land in terms of the NFL's landscape, it's not a bad spot for him. But to me, if that falls through, why not TV? Take the beat, figure it out, see what you want to do, see what the best landing spot is if you're not sure that Atlanta is that best landing spot, and then make a move going forward. But it really feels like the Atlanta thing, just really based on the Mike Lombardi comments last week as well is something that was kind of in the cards and building. All right, well, he's Tommy Curran. Excellent work, as always. Check him out, NBC Sports Boston. Uh, You can listen to the Patriots Talk podcast, Quick Slants, and, of course, here every Thursday on WEEI. Tom, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy. Better than Wise Snacks. I agree with that last point by Tom. That this, no one does crunchy or cheesy better than Wise Snacks? No, the last point by Tom, <laughs> I said, is that this has been in his back pocket for a while. I, I just, I believe, and I've always believed, you guys know this, this is how Bill operates. Bill was negotiating and back-channeling and working on this job probably in the middle of last year because he knew he was going to be out and he knew who was taking over for him and he started lining up where he was going to go. And so that's my firm belief on it. Uh, the crass role, we can get into that. 
because, okay, they're not going to bigfoot the whole operation. Will they bigfoot the third pick? Tom said they make their preferences known on things like don't trade Tom Brady. So even Tom is telling you they'll they'll interfere. They'll meddle. And I still wonder if they're going to do that on the third pick. Uh, he also said if Robin Glazer and Jonathan Kraft start sticking their nose in football ops, we'll hear about it. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, 617-779-7937. If you missed any of Tommy Curran, it's on the Odyssey app. Use the Rewind feature. You can check it out there shortly. I will get to all your feedback here and react to Curran next. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Clearly, the landscape now is the Crafts wanted Bill Belichick removed from the operation. So when you see assistant to the head coach and Robin Glazer's name next to it, it is absolutely reasonable to say, well, what in God's name is she doing there? And if she does not have a football background, I don't blame anyone for having questions about it. From everything I've gathered, including what Robert Kraft said yesterday, including conversations I've had with ownership over the years, they don't want any part of making decisions on players. They pay those people a crap ton of money, and those people put a crap ton of time into it. Now, are we going to find out in our reporting and observing the team that these decisions are being made? If we do, we'll let you know. No doubt. But I don't think that that is their inclination. I just base it on what they're saying in public and in private. I guarantee if that's the case, I'd be wide-eyed. But I don't think the story's going away anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think it's going away either. Because my fear is Jonathan Kraft and Robin Glazer, who Mego was asking Tommy Curran about there, my fear is they're going to run football ops. And that doesn't mean they're signing every player, making every trade, making every draft pick. But three... I'm worried ownership and that level of the organization is going to have a lot of input at three. And is that the right thing? Probably not. But that's how most professional sports franchises run. There's a lot of feedback from ownership into big, pivotal, franchise-altering decisions like that. They're not going to Bigfoot, in Tom's words, the seventh-round pick. They're not going to scout some tight end at Baylor and say, hey, I like this guy. But the third overall pick... When you don't have a quarterback and your coach who was here for 25 years is going to the Falcons, which we'll get back to, and you won four games last year, and you got to sell tickets and sell interest in your team, I bet ownership is going to have a big say in what goes down at three. I don't think Robin Glazer is going to have anything to do with that, though. I So if you include her in ownership because of the new title that she has? I, I mean, ownership's the wrong word for her, but you know she she feels like a liaison between ownership in the football stuff. I think she'll be a liaison on business operations. And honestly, I don't know what else, but when three different people have told me that she will absolutely have no say in personnel, I'm just going to go with that because they know more than I do. You've had three people tell you that. Yes. Well, Tom, you got a text. And somebody else told me that yesterday. I don't expect Robin Glazer is going to make the pick. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I have she's no... going to have any input on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that she's going to be the one. You don't who's... think she's going to be involved in like contracts and things like that? Not someone who's going to be able to overrule Jonathan or Robert. Like, I mean, you know, they're going to have the last word, and they're going to be the ones who say, hey, you know, it's our franchise, it's our team, we want this guy at three, and that's who it's going to be. Robin Glazer's not going to factor into that too much, I don't think. Yeah, uh, she may have But I do think the Crafts will. Yeah, and she may carry out their their marching orders. I mean, she's the liaison between ownership and the coach. Right. But carrying out their orders is carrying out their orders. It's not her doing it. Sure, but... How do you think it goes? Do you think it's – she's the liaison. She's in between the coach and ownership. You're going to be in the war room, say, check with Robin before we make this pick? I don't, <laughs> no. I don't see that happening. No, and I'm not talking about the third Robin's pick necessarily. Like, three cone drill sucks! But that is their direct line to the coach. 
That's their direct line to the coach. Do you think Mayo has a line back to them? Maybe you could view it that way. That's their direct line. If they if they have marching orders, that's how it goes. From Robert to Jonathan, or maybe skip Robert, Jonathan to Robin Glazer to Mayo. And that's how it goes. But listen to the stuff that Glazer has been involved with before. Mm-hmm. It's it's like COVID protocols and Spygate and Deflategate. Help well, that's league compliance stuff, mm-hmm. but then also helping out or seeming to elevate social justice. Yeah. Sure. Look at what things Matt, that the team is doing. Look at what Matt Patricia had been involved in before. Defense. And next thing you know, he's signing contracts and yeah, offensive but Matt coordinator. Patricia came up as a coach. Okay. But I'm just telling you, I I I don't think this title is fake. Do you think it's a fake title? I don't I wouldn't say fake. So why'd they give it to her? And why'd they wait till after the press conference to leak it out? Not to be know. not to be smirch reporting, but why? Like I don't, I, I don't if know. If it's nothing, and she, it's just some administrative thing, and her role doesn't well, really change. Well, they didn't leak it out. It? She was talking to Phil Perry on the side and said, "Guess what? I have a new title." Yeah, so so she wanted that, it out that's there. That's not a leak. That's her telling a reporter, "I got a new title." Okay, what a big day. Okay. Gerard's the coach, and I got a new title. Why'd she wait till after the press conference? She was there I don't before know the that, press conference. That she waited. I, do we know that it was definitely after the press conference? Phil tweeted it after the press conference. I don't know that. So you think Phil just sat on it? Sat on it for what? Because he's covering the actual news. Okay, I'm just telling you. I, I don't. I'm not saying Tom's wrong. I, I, I believe Tommy Curran's reporting, but he also said he's got to wait and see. Like I think he, you're being a touch paranoid here. Okay, well maybe. I mean, it's not like I made it up out of nowhere. It was in a story that we read and spent yeah, a lot the, of time on on Friday. The story was that it was a rumor going around a hectic <laughs> workplace in which okay. everyone's looking for lifeboats. Okay. I mean, come on. How often do you hear workplace scuttlebutt that amounts to absolutely nothing because people are paranoid. Oh, did you hear? Oh, you know what I heard? Oh, you know what so and so said? Yeah. It's like yeah, a we're lot also of talking about one of the owner's right-hand man. Excuse the expression because it's a woman, but you know what I mean? Like it's not just some assistant. Like you're talking about the 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 second in charge to the owner of the also, team. Like, Okay, do you think that Bearish had say in personnel? Nope, I don't. So just because you have, you're an advisor to the coach know, doesn't mean that you're stepping in and saying... But she's got the same title as Patricia. You know, what was Bearish? Give me the give me Bearish's title. And so, no, 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 Bearish was like, you know, Bill's Uber driver. So like, you know, I don't I don't think she's going to be doing that, I don't assume. His title is to type loudly while we were <laughs> trying to interview Bill Balachek every Monday. So, no, I mean, look... I, it could just be a rumor, and there are workplace rumors that aren't true. Well, that's true. what it was reported as. Okay, fine. Does it feel like a lot of the rumors have come true with this team? Bears is director of football and head coach administration. Okay, not the same title. So when it comes to uh, the rumors with this team, feels like a lot of them have come well, like true. the rumor that Lamar wanted to come here? Nope, not that one. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe Lamar did want to come here. How about the rumor that Bill was going to be out? And that Atlanta- that wasn't a rumor. That was a report. Okay, well, fine. This is a re- this is a report, Mego. He reported it. rumor. He didn't say many people told me this. Okay, that's fine. a very different thing. Tommy Curran said, "I've had discussions that told me this, indicated yeah. this. This is rumor. Basically, rumors were flying around saying. Yeah. Hey, he also he also Jonathan just told Kraft us. He also Blazer just told us. In charge of it. He also just told us that the crafts make their preferences known. So I don't know. Let's see how involved they are. I, maybe I am paranoid. I don't. I don't deny that. But I think a lot of these rumors with this team have come true. I think a lot of what we were hearing has happened. Mayo is the coach in waiting. Bill is out. Bill's going to Atlanta. Like, I don't know. Feels like a pretty leaky building, and a lot of those rumors come true. Not all of them, but a lot of them. 617-779-7937. Let's get back to Bill and Atlanta. Second interview. Any updates there? Has anything happened? Has he done the second interview? Has he seen anything on Twitter? Is he going to have a third interview? Oh, it's this weekend. Yes. Okay, thank you. Is he going to have a third interview? Is it done? Uh, We'll update you on all that. And there's a lot of you waiting patiently. We're reacting to Tommy Curran because it was very interesting. Hang out there. I promise we'll get to you with all the latest on Bill next.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.